episode 9 of Anime for Trash Dwellers and this episode we are talking about Uchitama. Have you seen my Uchitama? <gasps> I kind of like Hello Kitty-esque characters and TV show but this time round they're cat and dog boyos. So the main character is Tama, a cat, and his little friend Pochi, a little white dog. You know something up, because Tama ain't playing with them cherry blossom. He's too, he's too distracted by this white cat and ends up following it all around town. When this happens, his owner's like, Alright, better put up them lost signs. Since this is apparently a common occurrence, boy had the signs all made up and ready to go. On their journey, they run into a yard where the dog's food bowl, there are two big slices of cake. Who the fuck feeds their dog cake? That can't be good for them. And Pochi's like, we, we shouldn't eat someone else's cake. And Tama's like, it's okay, here, have some. And Pochi's face of struggling to resist is so relatable and at the same time just, oh, protect. And he falls for temptation, only for the bulldog on the property to come out all mad at them for eating his cake. To be clear, Tama and Pochi are little like probs. 15 year olds in human form, and this kind of big ass Yankee 25 year old. That is genuinely terrifying. He gonna kill them. During their journey, Tama is described as a cat who sometimes shakes his butt. I, I, I love this show. After a day of following this cat, it arrives at its destination and Tama cries out at it, Mom! And then stops when he sees the cat feeding its little kittens. And then he is fine to go back home. He's just happily playing with them cherry blossoms to let you know he's good again. Did, did you just see your mum abandon you after a hefty divorce and start life with a new family? Because that's some heavy shit, man. Like, do you need to talk about it? Have a, have a cuppa? Just chill out for a minute because you're reacting way too happily to this. During their journey we are introduced to the rest of the cast. There's Posty Cat, the Carpenter's Cat, the Stray Cat who is voiced by Heron Yeager, the Girl Cats, one who's the Hot Springs Cat and the other who's an idol. Well I mean I'm sure a cat has just about as much talent as a human idol so it fits. They also go and eat the bulldog's cake because this dog is so spoiled he gets a refill of his bowl of cake multiple times throughout the day. When the bulldog goes to attack them this time he can't because the idol's too cute man. I mean if she was ugly he'd probably just go for it but lucky for her she's cute. Then we meet one of the doggos, we just see this grown ass adult sitting in front of a dog house with a leash on and then he trips over it. I just wanted to mention that because it's adorable. He has that head shaved at the sides and the long at the top slip back black hairstyle where you can't tell if they're a hardcore gangster or a hip young businessman. And then there's the Magane dog. Even though dogs don't wear glasses. Now, my favourite thing about this show is it'll switch between the human form and cute chibi animal form. And the bulldog is so small and fat. Like, how is his human counterpart that huge? It just doesn't fit. And now, time for a dog-only story. The three doggos decide they should introduce themselves to the new dog, aka the bulldog. And the bulldog is in his yard like, man, I gotta think of a good way to introduce myself to the neighbourhood. So first he like, yo, 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 it's DMX, baby, move, bitch, get out of the way. But he decides that one's a bit too hard. Then he like, yo, girl, are you my Hachiko? With cherry blossoms flying around him. But then he like, yeah, nah, to that one. I thought it was a very good pickup line, Bulldog-chan. I think you should have gone with that one. But no, he decides to go with, I am the god of destruction, and is practicing it over and over so when the big moment comes, he gets it just right. Unfortunately, all the other dogs were watching him being crazy, and they're like, you know what, maybe we'll just socially extradite him before we have a chance to get to know him better. And now it's time for a cat's only story. A bunch of the cats are playing with a carpet box and falling on top of one another. And Posty Chan like, hey, my owner told me that Wahai is a nice, warm, cozy place. And the other cats decide to try and find Waha. Waiha. Kavna Chan thinks he may have already found it when he fell asleep on his owner's laptop and rice cooker. 
for clarity, this was shown to us in cat form. There wasn't some 15-year-old trying to plank on the rice cooker. And when his owner held him, he was only just that bit bigger than his hands. Is he a kitten or a midget cat? They go around trying to find Waiha and run into the stray cat. She's sitting up studying his geography book trying to figure out what the rest of the world looks like beyond the walls. Does Attack on Titan just end with them being reincarnated as cats? I need to know Hajime! Even though the last chapter's already come out, I haven't, I haven't read it yet, but yeah, who knows, it could be that. Eventually, Posty-chan finds a nice car to sit under, and Kamda-chan has the genius idea of sitting in the fucking bonnet. Stray Cat realizes what's happened, just as the grumpy owner of the car emerges, telling someone he's gonna stick his fist up their lazy ass. You think I made that up, but oh boy, I didn't! Stray Cat jumps onto the bonnet in hopes of letting the driver know, which works, because the driver loves cats! See, he wasn't being grumpy. He was just getting his boyfriend all horned up and ready to go when he gets home. Stray Cat is also the same size as Carpenter Cat. Does that mean they're all kittens or midget cats? And after that fiasco, they have a very important yes, Carpenter Cat. Humans really should check the bonnet of their car before driving off. Hey, don't give me a PA message about something that never happens. I have never heard of cats getting stuck in bonnets. Like, how the fuck did Carpenter Cat get in there in the first place? Real cats can't just switch to human form and use their opposable thumb to open shit their paws can't. Then Stray Cat explains that Waihai is old man slang for Hawaii. I sort of suspected that's what they were going for, but I didn't realize it was a legitimate nickname. Episode 2! Bulldog Chan's owner takes him for a walk to the cafe and he meets Idol Cat again. And he's so flustered and embarrassed that he just introduces himself in a normal and socially acceptable way and he's like, No! I need to introduce myself as a solitary king! No child. This was much better than that edgy shit. <laughs> and she asks if he'd like anything to eat. And on the inside, he's like, MEAT, BIG OLD MANLY MAN, MEAT! But on the outside, he's like, Oh, I could go for a little picky. <laughs> but then they're love-shaped biscuits, and he realizes he's in love. But when he says love, he says koi. And a dramatic koi fish jumping out of the water image appears. I don't get it. I'm sure it's some Japanese language joke thing. I don't get it. But I still like it. You know? The humans, so the actual humans without any cat or dog ears, say that the idol cat is the main reason people come to this cafe. Well, fuck me. I always thought I needed above subpar baking and barista skills to start up my own cafe. But apparently all I need is a cute cat. Then one of them claims she has over 100,000 followers on Petstagram. Imagine a world without Instagram model accounts or Taman's account where he mainly posts cute selfies. An Instagram with just pets. I mean, there would be some sacrifices, my baby Taman. But otherwise, the world would be a better place. And then one kid asks who Idol Cat likes. Who the fuck asks that type of question about pets? Pets. And her owner responds that it's Tama, and Bulldog Chan's like, right, and goes and snoops out the competition. The competition is napping and then proceeds to chase his own tail. Bulldog Chan is so confused. He's obviously better than this guy in every way possible. How has she fallen for Tama and not him? And then the penny drops. And Bulldog Chan realizes it's because they're both cats and he's a dog. The racist! But it's okay, because then he puts all his might into becoming a cat! This includes him doing push-up shirtless. This has absolutely nothing to do with becoming a cat, but hey, fuck it. Whatever Bulldog Chan reckons is necessary. Then he wedges himself in doggo form into a cooking pot, and then he pops back out again. This show is so cute! He's so depressed by being unable to become a cat that he sings a depressing love ballad whilst crying and walking through the rain of neon-lit Tokyo. But in actuality, he's just moping in the park and Tama walks in on him. You know, how about I just introduce myself to him later? Then Bulldog Chun's back at the cafe and he's just sulking in the corner. And Idol Cat's owner's there again and like, yeah, she really likes Tama. 
And by Tama, she didn't mean Idle Cat's kind cat friend, but a ball of yarn that looks like him. Shira prefers the knockoff ball of fucking yarn over her actual friend. But Bulldog Chan is over the fucking moon and laughing evilly whilst doing his fucking lame intro and everyone else acts like he's normal or something. The next mini story! It's the two hot dog hot boy doggos that sit outside of shops and the businessman slash gangster one tries to do that trick where you get someone to say toast over and over and then ask them what they put in the toaster and they say toast because it's a fucking hilarious gag. But instead it's to try and make him say boobs because boobs are funny. And in the subs when Magane doesn't say boobs, he says boobs instead. Businessman or gangsterman or whatever brings up how fucking weird it is that humans only have two boobs. This leads to Magano Doggo to go on a long tangent all about boobs. And business gangster man has the typical, Oh my god, you know so much about boobs. I'm gonna call you the boob master. <laughs> During this very interesting exchange, the bandage on Posty Cat's face is lifted away, causing a portal from another world to form, and these big cheetah cat things come out and try to kill him. And they only disappear when his bandage is properly secured onto his face again. This is all happening directly behind the hot dog boyos because they're too enthralled talking about boobs to witness possibly their only chance of ever seeing extraterrestrial life. And the next story because there's three in one episode and I'm having trouble keeping track. Tama and Pochi start off chasing leaves which somehow leads to them accidentally catching a fucking train. Literally, the next scene, them fucking lost and found signs are up again. This kid spends more time putting these signs up than he does spending time with the actual cat. The train takes them to the beach and they have a ball with their fun beast montage without them ever getting into the water. If you have ever seen dogs at the beach, the first thing they do is run into the water like, oh yeah, them dogs excited to get all wet and stinky. Then this nice lady gives them food while stating, I'm just not sure if I should stay at my job or not. What the fuck is this deep shit? This show is about cat and dogs, but this time they're humans. Fucking take your depression shit and put it in something else more appropriate. I don't know, Grey's Anatomy or some shit. Somehow having cuddles with this cat and dog and sticking their photos up on her Insta makes her realize she should keep her job. And luckily she did because Idle Cat found those photos whilst on her phone in cat form. Yes, there is just a shot of a cat using Instagram. Or is it still Petstagram in this universe? Let me know anime. No one knows what the sea is except Stray Cat, who describes it as where all of us originally came from. Yeah, thanks for the edgy take on the ocean, Erin. How about you tell everyone exactly what it actually is instead of this, though scientifically correct, still vague bullshit. Tama and Pachi return home because the Carpenter Cat's Carpenter owner was searching Instagram or Petstagram and, and saw where they were. They all return home and cats have so much fucking thumb dexterity in this universe, Tummer is able to like his own photo. And we see that lady from before all happy she got a like and all these boomers are like vain bitch and all the feminists are like don't base your self-worth on likes. And then comes the ending. Oh the glorious ending. It is Bulldog-chan singing again. Either his depressing ballad from before or another one. And there's a shot of him looking sad with his shirt open and then he's shirtless going around in a circle with a koi fish like Uchitama I think you've set the bar too high I don't know how you'll have another character ending that exceeds this Episode 3. Carpenter Cat and Hot Springs Cat are fighting because Carpenter won't let Hot Springs Cat go on an adventuring expedition with him because she's a scaredy cat, excuse the pun. So they sort this out the only way possible, summoning neighborhood friends via Yu-Gi-Oh cards to sumo wrestle. I've been thinking for a while, but especially this ep. This feels like a show that is running out of good ideas and considering it's pulled the wild move of but this time they're humans, I'm probably not wrong. First match, Tama versus Bulldog. And you'd think when up against someone smaller and younger than him, this dog would go easy on Tama, right? Wrong, wrong, wrong! By the way, Bulldog Chon is in full fucking sumo gear with his muscular ass sticking out. 
Next match is Posty Cat, whose gimmick is he's sleepy. So he's just standing there sleeping. And the stray, who's so fucking edgy, he just walks straight out of that match. This lone wolf ain't wrestling for no one. Then it's Pochi versus Magane Dog, and Pochi fucking having a complete meltdown over the possibility of being hurt. And does he look adorable when he first goes, But I don't want to fight! I don't want to get hurt! You bet he fucking does! So Magane Dog just gently lifts him and pops him outside of the ring. So yeah... Magone Dog is supposed to have an Osakan accent. I mean, maybe if he lived in Osaka beforehand, he might have an Osakan sounding bark. Does it work like that with dogs? And then the weirdest matchup, Gangster Businessman with the Idol Cat. And he's like, man, I'm so buff. Did you want to hear about in full detail my weekly workout regime? Which Idol Cat is so impressed by that she punches his lights out. Now, it's up to the semi-final, and it's a race, and Gangster Businessman's like, I'm a dog, and dogs love running, and boy, do I love running. And everyone's like, eh, you're covered in cartoon-esque bandages, are you sure that's a good idea? And they're off, except Posty Cat, he's just having a little snooze. During the race, Bulldog Chun is just staring at Idol Cat's ass and running shorts going up and down. And then you realize that what's actually happening is he's staring at a cat's asshole move from side to side. Then Idol Cat gets distracted and runs off the track at the last second of the race and Bulldog Chun is just devastated that he missed a full second of that glorious cat asshole. Imagine if it was doing the thing where there's just a little bit of shit hanging out of it. Ah! And I was just thinking, a fair chunk of these pets belong to small business owners. Is the show trying to say only the wealthy can afford animals? Grand final! And it's just a regular fight. And before it starts, Bulldog Chun's like, I'll be waiting for my peach, Idol Cat's actual name, to congratulate. And then he in a monologues about what a cool guy he is for saying that. But Magani Dog ain't got time for that. He's got to watch the Dog Grand Prix, which I thought might have been like a joke about AKB or something. But I think the Grand Prix is just a general term for competitions and isn't specifically associated with anything. So he ends it quick by, oh no, showing Bulldog Chan embarrassing photos of himself. It's like him tripping over, him sneezing, him looking grumpy in a cute little dress, and he is so embarrassed that he passes out. Well, that's that arc over. Let's move on to the next arc. Gangster businessman just there going, jeez, I just love working out. Then Pochi's like, man, I was such a little bitch last year, but now I want to be strong. They're talking about their pedigree, and of course the Mutz versus Pure Breeds debate pops up, and Magane Dog's like, but at the end of the day, we all have the same descendants. Wolves. And Pochi is frankly inspired. Can I say, Pochi is a small little dog mutt, and I kind of just assume that finding a non-breed dog that actually stays small is super rare. Skip to Tama, Idol Cat, and Bulldog's children owners just chilling in the cafe like rich children do. Bulldog's owner is just casually showing everyone those embarrassing pictures of Bulldog Chan, because hey, he ain't there. What the hell's he gonna do about it? They're reminiscing their recent encounters with Pochi whilst out with their own pets. And we first see Tama's encounter, where Pochi, who used to wear a little white turtleneck sweater, now he's wearing a black leather jacket and sunglasses because he's calling himself the White Wolf now. And he's spitting out his gum, shoving his hand in a blob of tofu and threateningly licking it off his hand. Meanwhile, what Tama's owner sees is Pochi's diligent owner removing the gum from his mouth because gum isn't good for dogs and giving him a healthy lump of tofu in instead. Don't think tofu is good for dogs or whatever. Which Pochi proceeds to gently pat, causing a little paw print mark. See, when I first saw this plot idea, I was like, oh no, he won't be cute and pathetic, but after seeing it, I see that nothing has changed. Idol Cat saw White Fang in the dark alleyway, acting like a hoodlum and breaking a chain in two. Meanwhile, what Arona saw was him sneak out of his leash and then try to crawl into a space he was too big for, giving him a squished, ugly, cute look as the girl describes it. 
Then White Fang out there howling away and Gangster Businessman comes up to him like, yeah, everyone at the shop's been going on about how cute you are. And Pochi is disappointed, probably because he used to be cute before the hard life and never got any recognition until he stopped trying. And I was right, this next ending does not live up to the old one. It's cute pics of Pochi and Tama on Tofu Slabs while it's a cute song plays. And it's not bad, but fuck, you gotta do better than that to live up to last week's ending. Episode 4. Tama's small child owner like, Man, you're such a fucking lazy doll bludger. And Tama like, Okay, I know that's true, but I'm still annoyed. So he walks around town and finds everyone else working hard. Pochi's out the front of guarding the shop because a little white doggo really gonna do a lot when a robber comes? Like what, nibble his ankles? Which makes Tama think, cats really don't have jobs, do they? I mean, yeah, your lazy ass doesn't, but it doesn't mean the rest of them don't. My dad's a farmer and our cat's vet expenses are partially covered by the government because our cats help out our property via vermin control. So there. And like, as soon as he says that, he runs into the idle cat in a cafe and the customer states, Oh, you're so cute. It makes me want to drink coffee. Usually people have coffee to try to either wake them up after like five hours sleep or to help mentally prepare them for another soul crushing day at work. You don't often see people looking at something so cute and then the only way to control their cute aggression is to scull a cup of coffee. Posty cat's helping the posty via delivering newspapers in his mouth. Oh yeah, and this is shown in cat form. It's not just some human child getting his yellowing teeth and rancid saliva on people's newspapers. Then Carpenter Cat's helping via rolling around a small block of wood. In the realization that everyone else around him has moved on to successful careers, Tummer is depressed and heads off to the Magane dog, whose job is to sit outside the furniture store all day. I only just noticed that Magane dog's jawline is vivid and there and looking good. Magane dog laments, that's my job, what I do for work. My profession is being cute. Same. And Tama's like, well, I'm bloody well pretty good at that. And he's all happy. Yay. The next story is a lame stage play by the Magane dog. But all I'll mention is Bulldog Chan wearing an ugly sweater and saying he has to do it for the sake of his family. Like his papa all dressed up on Sunday or some shit like that. Anyway, it was cute. So Gangster Businessman is neither a gangster nor a businessman, but he's a policeman! That's right, it's a doggy bishy in a policeman's uniform. Rejoice! Oh my gosh, he could be on Paw Patrol! His first crime. Some fishy is stolen and Magane dogs on the forensics and he's like, yep, that's definitely a cat. See the paw prints? Dog's toe beans are spread further apart than this. Science! The police dog gets a testimony from the hot springs cat that she heard the shop owner shout out, Tama! And he's freaking out that his fugitive friend stole the tuna. He's so tense. And when I was watching this, I was reading a Stephen King book with a similar plot, but like much more Stephen Kingy, aka was over something much more dark and pervy and fuck than a cat stealing some tuna. Tama's lost again, and you can bet his owner's got more of them posters out. Police dog asks Bulldog Chan where Tummer is and Bulldog Chan's like, yeah, he over there. But anyway, if you require the help from the king of solitude in your police investigation, I would be more than too happy to oblige. Just for him to fuck off mid-sentence because he has a crime to solve. He doesn't have time for your soliloquy. But then he overhears the shop owner again and he's holding up another cat while saying Tama. And he's like, oh, it's the other Tama. How many fucking cats are called Tama? Police dog sees Tama and he's overcome with guilt and he hugs Tama and Tama's just like, uh, do you know my way home? Okay, cats are really good at finding their homes. You always hear stories of cats traveling kilometers to get back to their old homes after a move. Like, Tama just dumb. In the second police dog adventure, Kamna Chat's been acting dodgy. He's been coughing up some suspicious substances. Police dog traces him to the house and he's like, hmm, the neighborhood's way too nice and rich for anything too illegal to happen. Then Kamna Cat sneaks into a house and comes out with drugs! And by drugs I mean catnip. But police dog under him, he explains that elderly cats and those with weak hearts 
neither of which Carpenter cat is. If they eat too much catnip, they can die. And he literally says to him, think of your family, son. I can't breathe. They're actually treating this like a sting operation. Plus, who the fuck feeds their cat catnip as opposed to just getting like a fucking doll or bowl filled with it for their cat to play with? Now, I am excited to announce, ladies and gentlemen, that this new ending lives up. It lives up. It is mainly doggo version of police dog. There was one cute human shot of him in uniform. And the rest, it's little pictures of doggo him with captions. Roughly in this order. I want to be a strong man. I want to get buff. Wow. So buff. So cool. Episode 5! Carpenter Cat makes friends with a cat girl in an abandoned house that's about to be demolished after the owners left her behind when they moved. He asks, hey girl, wanna go to mine? My parents aren't home. Also, your house is about to be demolished with you inside, so I think I know your answer, and it's no. And he like, but I'm such a nice guy, I mean, you're choosing death over me. Thanks! He brings her kibble and dried up sardines and we see her eat them in human form. It's really unsettling, guys. I thought only Nokopara had that kind of creepy shit. The house gets demolished with the both of them inside, but they escape. Well, the building. They manage to escape the building, but not the slow, easy-to-get-past bulldozer. Apparently, that was too tricky for them. Kamnikat's owner recognizes the cat from the Lost posters because the family that moved out could be fucked enough to make up Lost posters for her, but not enough to go back to their old house and look for her. Now, during this entire bit, we hadn't seen her in animal form, which I assume was because the Uchitama characters are pre-made characters from a manga or a Hello Kitty style brand or something, making it kind of tricky to make new characters for the universe. But no, it was because she's a little piggy! She's a little piggy girl! How cute! She didn't have the pig nose or the tail in human form, which I'm disappointed about. Nor was she fat either, like accuracy people. I know pigs are really tidy animals, but Little Piggy stated they never went outside. There were people living inside a house with pig shit around. Everyone questions Kamnakat being in love with a little piggy, and Magane Dog are like, nah, in this species relationships are cool, man. Next story, the hot springs are having a pet day, and Tama don't want to go because he a cat and he don't like water. But Kamnakat like, what kind of Tokyoite are you? Excuse me, sir? Are you telling me this quaint little shopping area and neighborhood that I was made to believe was a sweet little town was nothing more than a derrow suburb of Tokyo? So they go to the hot springs and off-duty police dog like, Ah, getting naked with a bunch of other men. There's nothing more manly. Manly isn't the word I'd use for bathing with other naked men. But sure, manly. Then when someone asks where Bulldog Chan is, yeah, he didn't want to come after my police bro, he wrapped his sweaty arm around him. Look at that, a sensitive child-friendly way to teach children what homophobia is and why it's bad, cause fucking missing out on the fun at the hot springs cause of it. Then they play in the lockers and the hot spring cat like, just get in the water. Then they play around in the baskets for clothing and the hot spring cat like, just get in the water. Then they play around with the taps and the hot spring cat like, oh my god, you are literally centimeters away from the fucking spring edge. Just fucking get in! Tom is scared to get in and Percy cat like, I'm nervous too, so let's go in together. Stop being cute! And it ends with one last mini story of Police Dog! And, and he's interrogating the idol cat, how she unrolled a roll of toilet paper, which according to him is a form of harassment. I mean, I guess if someone was trying to do a shit at the time and you were unable to wipe their ass thanks to you unwinding it all, then yeah-ish? And she's like, yeah, I loved it! And he's like, me too! And they reminiscing harassing others together! Okay, this week's ending, not as strong. Just cute little Carmen Cat having a rock song called Up To Date. Only people watching TV and middle-aged people use that term. There was the line on the screen, 
up with me well i mean people on facebook love to pretend to hate themselves and have low self-esteem to look cool so i guess it works all the imagery is like that black and hot pink punk look aka how 13 year olds in the 2000s showed how rebellious they were and which Taman is using at the moment for his current comebacks for never gonna dance again i never knew i needed hot i never knew i needed black and hot pink pop pump look Taman, but apparently i did episode six there is a six crazy cats gang in town made up of a whole bunch of the cats and little pochi goes to tama hey could you not whitewash the dog out of the title and he responds with oh gee isn't the weather just lovely today bulldog chun runs up to the castle they're hanging in and pochi cries out it's the solitary king of destruction why are you calling him by stupid nickname no one else does and he does a sick rap before he passes out he then relates his message that his old gang that he left because he was just too cool for is back in town police dog comes along rapping as well so police dog and magani dog all decide to help tamar out with this new gang and tamar's like yeah it'll be the six crazy cats and two mad dogs and pochi like three you just had to change the two to a three that's all you had to do meanwhile the strangest scene in the show so far a little dog girl from the new gang is up in a tree spying on them and then this fat dog joins her and he is somehow so fat that the branch breaks even though realistically if a dog too fat for a branch is probably too fat to climb the tree in the first place and when they fall they do that cartoon thing where their eyes just hang in the sky for a couple of seconds before joining the rest of the body in the fall but they have anime eyes there's just this cutie pair of anime eyes sitting in the sky staring at me so creepy the new gang go over to bulldog chan's house where he responds via freaking out and it's revealed that they just chucked him out because he was a little bitch then bulldog chan's thinking of all the things the leader of the gang beats him at owning a rich mansion and having more followers on petstagram is this guy cat logan paul the new gang hang out at the literal nightclub and posty cat sees bulldog chan sneak in so then he and the rest of the crazy cats and one doggo friend think that bulls betrayed them he's stressing about this on the balcony of the castle and pochi just comes along like hey posty cat what did you have for tea last night well last night i had a tofu burger which is weird because it should have just been a meat burger but my owner makes tofu for a living so it's complicated like how socially awkward is pochi that he assumes that this is a regular way to start a conversation but good thing the stray cat appeared just in time to reveal he was a convenient eyewitness to Bulldog Chung to Bulldog Chun challenging Logan Paul to a duel all via the art form of rap. And they all go out and duel and start rapping making me think oh it's a rap battle. But then they just start punching one another. It ends halfway through when everyone gets called home for tea. Then it's shown at the end that the castle they were in was just a mini replica one. But they never explained the nightclub. Was it actually a miniature nightclub or were they all just talking whilst there's people dancing and snorting crack in the background? The rest of the episode is them having a night picnic. There is kitten food, which Idol Cat has a little bit of. And after hearing since it's kitten food, it has three times the amount of calories as regular cat food, pulls a face. Child, you're an Instagram cat. If anything, the fatter you are, the cuter you are. Carpenter Cat brought fancy canned crab and attempts to open it via singing at it. And Magane Dog explains, no, that's not how it works. It requires opposable thumbs that we technically don't have. Please Dog being a real dude bro and all just brought along his protein shake. Pochi brought rice and tofu, Idol Cat brought cakes for cats and dogs, and Tama brought chicken tenders, but he ate most of them on the way over. Stray Cat comes along and just watches from a tree saying he's already eaten that edgelord. Fucking just admit you're hungry and have a tiny bit of kitten kernels or something. The ending song this week is a Magane dog one. Even though he didn't feature that prominently in the episode. It's him at bar karaoke. Opening shot of him singing and a wine bottle that reads Uchitama. Humans don't understand cats and dogs minds. 
There's a shot of the owner holding him back from having a beer. Then it's back to him in human form alone, slumped on the bar with a single rose. And there's a couple of motives of him looking sad into a fish tank. I don't know what happened. I don't know if there are or if they're all from the same night or not. Is there a fish tank at the bar? What's so sad about the fish tank? Is it a metaphor because he feels trapped like in a fish tank? Or is it because he's a greedy cunt? He's sad because he can't eat all them fishies? Episode 7. Time has put in a net and everyone's like, oh no, he's been kidnapped. The stray cat even says, cats do get kidnapped. Whilst there are like three dogs present. How insensitive. Then they find out he's at the vets getting his shots. What kind of cat owner who has trouble taking their cat to the vet thinks, yes, let me put them in a literal net. That'll do the trick. And all the dogs are like, we get them shots annually. Tough titties, bitch. That's the end of that story. I swear it went for less than two minutes. So weird. Then I don't really have anything to say about the next one. They were talking about molting and it was very cute. What after that? Idol kept freaking out because no one's going to her owner's cafe, realizing it couldn't be her that scared the customers off. Sure, she did spill someone's drink in their lap and slept on someone for three hours straight. I call it limbo. Because, like, you want to move, but you can't. But at the same time, there's a cat on you, so it can't be that bad. But yeah, everyone does that, so it's not going to scare off the customers. Then Magane Dog lets everyone know that there's a new cat cafe in the neighbouring town. And everyone goes on a little adventure there. They all run into Bulldog Chan, who's wearing a big bow tie to look like a handsome young man. They go in there, and he totes has the hots for the cat host. Like, he still has the hots for Idol Cat, but he has the hots for Host Cat too. Basically, he's like those creepy white people who only date Asian people for being Asian, says the white girl on her potty about anime. Then he's like, look, Host Cat, I brought you a big dog bone that's too big for your little cat teeth, and it has a big red bow on it. And Host Cat, a true professional, accepts this useless gift with nothing but gratitude. So all the cats in this cafe put on performances, especially them running up and falling off of poles. And whilst Host Cat does it, they keep winking at Idol Cat and she is not impressed. She ain't fraternizing with the competition. The next day, everyone's so excited and happy about Host Cat. They each say at least five things about them that makes them amazing. Idol Cat sneaks back over to confront that sneaky host, only to realize they're too hot and she gotta go. The day after that, it's revealed that this cat cafe was filled with homeless cats looking for new homes. And they found homes and were therefore graduating from the cafe. Bulldog Chan really proud of Host Cat and hugs them and goes, I love you! You're the man! So it's now confirmed Bulldog Chan, bye. And he's probably the best boy in the show, so best boy, bye! And then half the characters are like, hang on, I thought Host Cat was a chick. And the other half are like, no, I'm sure he's a dude. Yes, because this had never come up before. Because even though they had pretty strong convictions about which gender Host Cat was, no one bothered to use any pronouns during their massive, isn't Host Cat amazing rants? Leading to very natural dialogue that did not stick out or give away this plot twist at all. But what they can all agree on is that Host Cat's gender doesn't matter. Fuck you, Bluey. Your kid's showing as woke as this. Then the ending is a synth sugar pop idol cat ending. The animation was a letdown, but it was a fun song. And the music director finally learnt that if you have a seiyuu that can't sing, but he's required to, you just auto-tune them. And I mean, that's the BTS trick for most of their songs, and look how far that's got them. Episode 8, it's summer, and the summer festival's on, and this whole atmosphere given Stray Cat flashbacks. A fair chunk of this episode is Stray Cat going around town, looking at quintessential summer things, and going, I hate summer. That's right, folks, this is the Nam flashback ep of why Stray Cat hates summer. It's him as a stray kitten, running around, poorly attempting to snatch food. He jumps on this child and snatches his donut. Remember, this is in cat form. He isn't a little seven-year-old trying to flatten another child in order to get the donut. I know I've made this joke way too many times and I'm gonna keep making it and honestly, I don't care.
When he finally gets some, a group of middle-aged men cats, aka a group of fat middle-aged men with cat ears, gee, I wonder why I don't see this demographic of people in cat ears much. And they just kick this child like, Jesus, I didn't know what I was going to see in this episode of Uchitama today, but I wasn't expecting a gang of middle-aged men kicking a small child to the ground. But not all hope is lost, as this hot young lady finds him and gives him some water. When she picks him up, he scratches her arm, leaving three fairly distinct scars on her arm, which she casually licks away, and they're gone? What kind of magic does this witch pertain? She takes Stray Kitten home, and she tries to teach him not to kill every fucking small animal he comes across. Then he's wrecking her night home, and eventually she's just like, fuck it, and leaves him to destroy her house. It must be nice owning a house and not having to rent one, lady. Now, I'm not entirely certain on this one, but when she was beckoning the stray cat before, she kept calling out Nora, which the stray kitten now thinks is its name, except I think when the lady was saying the word Nora, it translated into homeless. So yeah, he is literally called homeless. Not fully certain on that one, since my non-existent Japanese contains words more along the lines of Opai and such. Then she just dies. Like, Stray Kitten finds her cold, responseless body that doesn't react when he scratches it. Shit. Back to the present. And at the summer festival, they find a stray kitten in a box. And Stray Cat having them flashbacks that it'll die just like his past owner did. He jumps onto and covers the kitten to keep it warm. Another reminder, guys. This is in cat <laughs> Teenager isn't just jumping onto a human baby in order to keep it warm. But then the other animals get their child owners who somehow know to take the kitten to the animal hospital. Who the fuck are these rationally minded intelligent children? Most children would have no idea what to do if they found a stray kitten. They'd probably just hide it at home and hope their mum doesn't find it. Whilst waiting to find out what happened with the kitten, Stray Cat goes to the only place he could, that bloody anime riverbank. When they let Stray Cat know that the kitten is okay, he tears up a little and thus starts his depressing ballad ending. A fair work of the ending plays over the end of the anime, including a picture of the current day Stray Cat, a teenager, maybe young adult, embracing his young hot lady owner in human form. It looks like he's about to make love to her, like shit, maybe it was good she died so she didn't end up fucking her hot man cat. Then the first image of the ending animation is a realistic style fan art of human form him crying. How the fuck am I supposed to feel emotional during this beautiful ballad about something or rather that's depressing when you pop up that cringy shit? Then it's a cute pic of him in cat form along that bloody anime riverbank. Ugh, episode 9. Tom is walking down to the park and he's being stalked. Even worse, he's being stalked by a little nerd in a vest and bow tie. When everyone asks him where he's from, he's like, um, Stranger Danger March. And he says his name is Stella Leone. And everyone like, why do you have two names? Like, Fuck! Don't any of you guys take your owner's last names as your own? It's like the most stereotypical cute pet thing you can do. And you're really trying to tell me it's not in a show that's whole premise is, look at how cute these pets are. Plus, why is the male dog called Stella? Magano dog appears and is like, yep, that's a robot. So he's not a little nerd, he's just a robot. How did none of the others pick up on that? And how a robot can just have conversations with dogs is above me. He bows deeply in front of Tamo and asks if he can teach him how to be cute. His owner is that depressed business lady that hung out on the beach with Tama, and Robo Doggo getting concerned because she's always on Petstagram saying how cute Tama is. But never fear, Bulldog Boyo is here to teach y'all how to be cute. In human form, he more the hottest than the cutest, but in dog form, he definitely the cutest. He's practically a round ball with a grumpy face. I mean, come on! But Robodog can't understand his outlandish speaking, so they decide to take him to the idol cat. Since she's an idol, being cute is how she makes a hard-earned living. She does little nyan-nyan poses, and then Robodog copies them, but in robot style, and everyone acts like it's not cute when it is! 
they're back at the park and like, well, since you're a dog, maybe you should ask other dogs for advice. They ask Pochi for advice and he's like, wait a second, are you guys trying to say that I'm cute? Because I'm not. I'm real hard, guys. Then a hot policeman dog like, everyone thought I was cute when I chased a ball. So Robo Dog does that, but no one thinks he's cute because he used his robot bullshit powers to run super fast because remember guys, being good at stuff isn't cute. Then Carpenter Cat gets him a fluffy vest and a fluffy pink afro and he like, see? Fluffy's cute. Whilst everyone else has to try and convince him that no, Robodog just looks like a clown who hasn't shaved in a while. They describe the outfit as, it doesn't sing out. And they say it like 50 times, causing Robodog to start singing on demand and he sings happy birthday and everyone's like, hey, that's someone's birthday? How do you know everyone's birthdays? Is it your birthday? And the pain, the level of stress on that Robodogo's face. Oof, that secondhand embarrassment so real and felt so hard. Then the Afro keeps covering his eyes and Stray Cat arrives and gives some advice. Hey man, that's cute. It's cute when you be yourself. Oh my god, message of the week, guys. In order to be cute, just be yourself. Thanks. Next time I'm about to let off a massive fart in public, I remember how cute it'll make me and push it out harder. Then Hot Springs Cat jumps in. Yeah, you fell over before, which was cute. See, Robo Doggo? All you have to do to be cute is hurt yourself more. Okay, on to the next story. Stray Cat's going for a walk along that bloody anime river again. And he sees a grown man cat push a small child kitten over. How much child abuse is in this show? So he takes the kitten along to the people he guilt trips into feeding him. And shows the kitten that no, you can't go chasing around that butterfly. You have to wait politely for your meal. Unfortunately, Big Titty Grandma ain't got no food for them today. So Stray Cat carries the kitten over to the next house. Where the owners there call him Chappy. And they decide to take the kitten in. They take Chappie in, but he doesn't let them touch him. Stray Cat walking along all depressed and hot police dog there. And he like, here, have some chicken. And Stray Cat's like, it's cool man, I already ate today. And hot police dog holds his hand over the chicken and goes, but what if I want us to eat it together? Oh yeah, we got some gay animal bishy action right here. Stray Cat eats the chicken with Hot Police Dog and says how now he only has two places to eat from since the family has the kitten to feed now. I'm sure that's sort of enough for him too. It's not like they're just gonna go, Swords love, I'm too busy feeding this fatty to feed you too. Then we hear someone calling Chappie, but it's this lady with a little fat dog with a grumpy face and curly long white ears with yellow bows that just ain't moving. No lady. I'm fine sitting right here. Chappie is so cute. Please bring her into the story. Plus, how are the chances that there are two animals in the same neighborhood, both named after that naive robot that lived with the South African pop duo Die Antwood? And hot policeman Doggo goes, Ah, you thought they were calling you. And Stray Cat goes, Yeah, hey, how the fuck do you know that? And hot police Doggo like, Well, I had to go to the house too after Fat Titty Grandma gave you nothing. And that was the wrong answer. Stray Cat like, Leave me alone, stalker, and runs off. Hot police dog completely ruining any chances he had at a hot homo relationship. And the episode literally just ends in such an awkward place. So bizarre. Underwhelming ending song. It's the Hot Springs cat's turn. Good on ya. Episode 10. Carpenter cat hanging around Tama's house. He sees Tama and it looks like Tama has seen some shit. It's revealed that he's trying to stay awake because his family always has snacks when he sleeps. So they work hard at not falling asleep via just staring at shit. Then police dog comes along like, well, I always feel energized when I jog. So they do that cat spaz thing and tire themselves out. Then they come up with the ingenious plan of falling asleep on the table. Because when the family goes to eat, they'll have to move them, thus awakening them in time for food. Except they have somehow never noticed in their entire existence that whenever they fall asleep, not a single person ever tries to move them. What type of psycho would move a sleeping cat? 
So instead, everyone just has snacks outside to not disturb the little kitties all snuggled up on the table. Next story. It's obviously a parody of a Japanese quiz show I've never watched before. Time is the contestant and he's wearing a little quiz master hat. And an obviously aged Magane doggo host, I guess, so he looks more like the actual host of this parody show. And he says he's offering Tama a trip to Hawaii, but then changes it to some kind of salty food. Which that fat cat, the one that did that awkward cartoon fall out of the tree? Yeah, he back for the first time since that episode purely so they have someone snacking away on food because only fat people can do that. And when they do, it's funny! <laughs> Tama's quiz question is... Why does the stray cat wear a thick jacket all year round? The options are... A because it's stylish, fashion baby, B, because he gets cold easy, he is a stray, or C, because it's part of his own fur. That's sort of what I assume because in people form they all wear clothing but in animal form they don't. Tama decides to call a friend on this one and his friend is Stray Cat, so this should be easy, right? Stray Cat's response is, some mysteries in life don't have an answer. Like, do you not even know why you yourself wear that jacket? Then the fat cat falls into a pillar in the building and the building collapses so we'll never know. And the last story. And it's about Best Buy Boy Paul. Oh, I haven't seen him in so long. He practices and poses in front of the window figuring out which is the best and he's caught by Posty Cat and he's all embarrassed. I didn't realize till this far in this series what a stoner posty cat is. He'll just ask best boy bull a question and then midway through the answer just fucking go off and do his own thing. Posty cat breaks into the property storage shed which bull is worried about because last time he did it his owner punished him via putting him in an embarrassing sweater. Bull and posty cat doesn't respond he's forced to venture forward to make sure posty cat's okay in there. Bull's owner sees it opened and quickly closes it to make sure he doesn't get in there. Without checking first to see if he was already in there. You know, if she were a cat owner, she would have checked first. Because cats, they, them, they're sneaky fuckers. Posty Cat finds an old bandana which belonged to Bull's dad. Cute daddy issue speech. So, I mean, when Posty Cat doesn't listen, you can't really blame him this time. Bull jumps on him, causing the bandage on his face to come off. Remember the fucking portal to another world that was hidden behind it in like the second episode? Well that's back! Really wasn't expecting it to make another appearance but hey, here it is! They get isekai'd, but not really because it's a regular neighborhood, but not one either of them recognizes. Cute cute montage of Bull chasing after Posty Cat to stop him from getting into mischief. Then he hears Posty Cat talking to another cat and he's like, Don't you dare pick up whilst hanging out with me! So Best Buy Boy Bull does what has to be done. He jumps out from behind the wall, poses, and asks a little lady to spend time with. These were the subtitles, a kind hunk of meat like me. Personally, I wouldn't be able to resist. But then Bull realizes it's a lost puppy and he's like, oh, it's a child. So good news, guys. There's an anime character in this show that isn't a pedophile. They help the lost puppy find his way home to his dad, only for it to be revealed that it's Bulldog's past self. How the fuck did Bull not recognize his neighborhood he grew up in? The start of this series is even him moving to the neighborhood. Like, fuck, he could have just moved there from the same neighborhood he grew up in. And he sees his dad, who's like him, except he has stubble and a ratty looking ponytail. And he even poses like his dad, isn't that sweet? So that means he accidentally tried to hit on his younger self. That's fucked, man. Most of the ending song plays as the two return home and shit, so there's only one screenshot of the ending animation, and it's Posty Cat in human form sitting cross-legged on a psychedelic coloured dinosaur with his isekai portal behind him, whilst his little symbols move around them including a triforce. The animation team are really embracing the whole stoner with a portal part of his personality, even though I'm pretty sure that was not in the original design for him. 
Okay, I've only did a proper lookup of this show, and it's Sony's answer to Sanrio. They started off as characters, then got TV shows, then got video games. I need a new game made to be released in the West on Switch, goddammit! So I'm assuming in the first 1988 anime, he didn't have a fucking portal hidden in his cheek. Episode 11, and it's the final episode! Tom has been a bit downtrodden, no one's sure why. Pachi comes over to his house to cheer him up via napping on his porch. Tama finally decides to tell everyone what's bugging him. I was going into this, knowing that it was the last episode, thinking that it was probably going to be, I'm moving. So I was quite surprised when he said, I'm a tanuki. Half of them don't even know what a tanuki is. Tama thinks he's a tanuki because a bunch of kids were laughing at his lost poster which read, Tama the tanuki. Even if he were one, I don't know why he's so upset about it. Like, calm down, you racist. They go to one of the tanuki statues around town. It's that one big fat tanuki holding a gorda sake with a straw hat on that appears in Animal Crossing. Like, if I showed you, you'd know what I'm talking about. Because if you're listening to this piece of shit of a podcast, you must be a massive fucking weeb who knows exactly what I'm talking about. And he stands next to it posing with the Gordon hat and the carpenter guy laughs and takes a photo while saying, He looks like a tanuki. Whichever mistakes for him saying, he is a tanuki. When Tama hears this, he dramatically drops his gourd and carpenter cat explains that it has to be true because his owner always tells the truth. Everyone has a look on Idolcat's Meowstagram account. Fucking hell anime lab. It's Petstagram, not Meowstagram. This is why you keep your subbers consistent. And find the carpenter's photo of Tama and search the Tanuki tag on the photo. And it just comes up with drawings and Tanuki hoodies, but no actual Tanuki. Tama meets with everyone again in a much more easier state, telling them that where he should be is on the mountain, where the other Tanuki live. Now having embraced his Tanuki life and finds it a calling for his true self, like a white girl who found out from a DNA test that she's 3% African. When Pudgy hears this, he also dramatically drops the gourd. Cause he was holding it. I don't know why. I guess it's the same reason as everything else in this show, because it looks cute. Thomas starts his descent up the mountain and runs into one of his fellow Tanuki. Apparently Tanuki don't get cute human versions of themselves in this. This cunt just squeals at Tama, causing him to yeet right back down the mountain. Tama and the others are watching the carpenter read his lost sign, laughing at how due to the rain it makes it look like it says Tama the Tanuki. And Tama goes, oh, so I really am a cat. What? Did you not have this revelation when you came to grounds with that territorial tanuki that doesn't look like you? Next story! Cats are in the park gossiping about what weirdos humans are. Carbon Cat talks about some Karen who crouched down to take a photo of him when he was sitting underneath a park bench. Don't worry buddy, the rest of us humans think she's weird too. Then the classic. Carbonic Cat can't understand why his owner was upset when he slept in the new bed he brought him. And he there sleeping in the cardboard box. Every cat owner can relate. Then Stray Cat says, There's a type of cat that's a civet. And it eats coffee beans. Then craps them out. And the humans eat it. I was very confused when hearing this. I thought maybe it's a Japanese wordplay on the words coffee grinder and cat. So I went and looked it up and no, this is a real thing. It originates from Indonesia and it's the feces of an Asian palm civet. Some type of small mammal called a viviridae. I have never heard of this animal family before, nor any of the animals in it. Most of them called civets because... Yes, even though Australia is very geographically close to Indonesia, guess how much I get taught about Indonesian culture? And guess how much I know about Indonesian culture? Fuck all! And yeah, it eats coffee cherries and then people make it into coffee called Kopi Luwak. This really wasn't the type of show that I thought I'd be learning anything from. Last story of the last episode! Tummer and Bull's owners are painting what's most precious to them for a school project and they leave them to dry only for them to blow away! 
Tanner manages to get the picture that's of himself, but couldn't save Bull Owner's picture, now could he? So he's running around town trying to find it and alerting everyone else to look for it. Hot policeman dog goes to Stray Cat who's napping. Hey, you gotta help us find this drawing. And Stray Cat responds, but I'm busy. In Idle Cat's frantic running around, she runs into Bull who is gripping for his dear life to one of the windows in the cafe and looking through it smooth boy and when he hears what's happened to his owner's drawing he's really mad and he goes to tamar and tells him we both have to go to our owners and apologize for the lost drawing since even though you lost it i should have been looking out for him and idle cat finally thinks he's cool and he's all excited and making weird noises. I feel your best boy by Bulldog, buddy. Stray Cat finds the drawings on the large chimney at the hot springs. But he didn't go looking for it. No, a crow told him. Boy, I haven't seen a single bird speak in this show. And a hot dog police boy grabs his hand to follow the others to the chimney. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot they gay. My bad. Continue on, gentlemen. Hold tongues if you feel it's necessary. Carbon the Cat reckons he can climb it since he's a Tokyoite. How the fuck does living in Tokyo correlate to climbing buildings? But then he chickens out halfway and is rescued by one of the dogs? Okay, if a cat can't climb that high, you sure as hell can't. Kyle the cat reckons he just wasn't feeling well. And if it was on another day when he was feeling better, he'd be able to pull it off. So the chimney's too tall to climb, so fortunately, Posty Cat scratches his bandage and opens up that puddle that conveniently teleports them to the top of their, that chimney and back again. The drawing? Well, it was of all the little animals, because it was due to them that when Bull's owner first moved to town, he was able to make new friends and not be lonely. That's so cute. No ending animation, but it's an upbeat song sung by the whole cast. That's Uchitama, have you seen my Uchitama? You would have thought that a show about cute cats and dogs would be so fucking cute. And that's this episode of Anime for Trash Dwellers. Thanks for listening and surf for weep here on Spotify and also on Instagram and Tumblr. Thanks for listening. Bye.